I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. We are here during the quarantine. We are bringing you the host shit. But today, it's a little bit of a healing hoe <laughs> type of conversation. Um, but this is your girl, Mandy V, a.k.a. Peg the Stallion, a.k.a. Debt Bitch. Welcome to Horrible Decisions, guys. I'm Wheezy. And today, I feel like this will be the most emo Mandy will get. I can't wait. Fran, I'm so happy Don't do you're that. Here. Don't do that. Because Don't Mandy bring my emotions. loves to drag me for being a stars and moon bitch. <laughs> loves you. <laughs> loves you. So I'm like, oh, let's, let's loosen her up. Just like she be trying to loosen them booty holes up. Let's... <laughs> But no, guys, um, we do have a guest on today's episode. And I, I unfortunately, you know, it's not in studio because somehow this is where our schedules aligned while we're all just staying at this home. But today I want intru- to introduce you guys to our guest. We have Fran from Hey Fran Hey, hey. and also one third of the Friend Zone podcast. Yay. Hey, Fran. Hi, you are so the last member to come on our show. We're oh, so happy. yes. We've had Dustin and Asante on. I heard. So if you guys enjoyed Asante and Dustin on the show, this is their third counterpart. This is the balance. This <laughs> is what the moon and stars, bitch. <laughs> we are or should so I say funny. the oils and incense? All of it. All of it. We're going to do the you, moon. You love esoteric. <laughs> yo so let me ask you friend just curious mm-hmm. um i wanted to know your age i feel like it gives a great context for celibacy and just the maturation of what this conversation will be your age and your sexual orientation i'm curious about um i am fluid and i will be 38 in two weeks actually Bitch, excuse I me. I love it. Right. Oh, you didn't know? Girl, she's seasoned and I love it. That's why she that's why she's coming to teach our young asses some shit. I'm just kinda I get I get really upset when I be on Instagram and people talk about their age and it's older than me and they look better than me. I'd be like, Oh, oh wow. man. Okay. Well, you know, I get a lot of sleep. I'm I'm a well rested hoe. <laughs> you know, me and Fran were actually almost neighbors. Um Yes, that's so crazy. So you you, you know that I've been um uh, looking for a new place and in Brooklyn and I found an apartment I loved with an elevator opening into the unit mm-hmm. and noticed that hers had it. However, Fran, it 
little too deep in the Brooklyn shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a little young spring chicken, and I would like to be where the niggas at. I mean, this is new for me, too, though. I've lived in Harlem pretty much my whole mm. life. But then when you saw the apartment, I was like, I can't pass that up. It was no, beautiful enough for me to move my ass to Brooklyn. So I was. I'm glad it. you said beautiful because for me, it was the flex. I said, oh, I'm for Instagram. Every day, <laughs> I'm opening my motherfucking elevator like this. <laughs> you know what's weird? I feel, I don't know why I feel weird. I, I posted maybe one story with Asante dancing in my elevator. But for the most part, I'm like, come on. I'm not going to be well, posting. Well, good for you, sis. And I guess that is the difference between us and you. Because I know <laughs> yeah, for a I, fact. I mean, I love it. And I know it's a little deep because um i was just talking to jade i know you're helping her with um her patreon yes. which bitch, i'm excited i done told jade listen i'm almost out of my edible i said girl can you make me some um infused butter or uh, oil oh, so i can make Lord. these brownies but make them have a little something little something she's something been in her kitchen um, whipping up all this all of the recipes so i'm excited i think we've drop. all be yeah we've like all become chefs <laughs> during yeah. this time I mean, no um, so i wanted to ask you um, we're now in another week of quarantine, specifically here in New York. We've been pretty much on the stay at home order for a month now. So I wanted to know how it's affected you, um, at all. And, you know, kind of a positive light of it and then a negative output on it. So how has, um, being on stay at home affected you? Well, honestly, energetically, it has not affected me much. I'm someone that self isolates as it is. So my schedule hasn't mm. shifted as much. Um, the only thing, obviously, financially, there's a big drop because we can't tour. I had a wellness right. retreat planned this summer. That's Where? obviously upstate with uh, the Omega Institute. It was going to be incredible. We'd been working on it for a year. So that was kind of heartbreaking that now it has to be June of 2021 if we can even Ooh. have events yet next summer. So we don't even know. So it's up in the air. I know we... We were talking about that on our last Patreon episode and the idea, you know, we have a lot of our people, we told them to hold on to their tickets because a lot of the venues that we still have booked, you know, it's assigned seating mm. and we've told them to hold on to their tickets, but seeing the report that we may not be able to have large group you gatherings until 2021, all of that, nothing. Wow, yeah. I have my ticket for Dreamville Fest oh, shoot. and I'm just like. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, that's oh, to me, I think the, especially being a creative, that a big chunk of our finances comes from us being social, having events, you know, curating experiences outside right. of our homes. So I think that probably has been the biggest shift. Uh, but we're also figuring it out. I mean, look at us. We're recording remotely. I know a lot of the panels I was supposed to be on now, they're just streaming live. On their website. Yeah. A lot I of feel like not everybody needs to stream live. Like, I've been really happy that the person that I'm with can't, you know, watch sports right now because it's like more time for it's. It's like I'm conflicted. I'm tired of fucking, but I'm also like, damn, this nigga needs basketball. But let me just explain why I'm a little annoyed at why everybody needs to do virtual things. <laughs> These motherfuckers was playing a game of horse. On I God saw. TV. It was on Zoom. It was terrible. Yeah. It was just, Awkward. I really couldn't stand it. And then I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm starting to judge. Like, damn, they ain't got their Wi-Fi together. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was so bad. But I also know that, like, anybody will take anything. We, like, I don't care about sports. But at least when it's on, I can get into it. Right. But, bruh. I don't want to watch. And then I'm no. And then what's what's making me really upset about sports? Y'all know I be liking them niggas. 
all they're doing is playing video games. <laughs> oh, Kevin Durant, I never need to watch play World of Warcraft. Ever. All they are doing is playing video games together. And I'm not going to hold you. That is one of the hobbies that men have that make my pussy dry. <laughs> really? I, can't, I cannot stand an old video game ass nigga. Bro, I've like, never I would experienced rather, that. I've never, really, I've and, never dated a man that was a gamer, so I have no idea what that's like. Girl, I'm and not she, gonna and she still got, ain't fucking. So, <laughs> no, let me tell you, I got flown out one time, and literally, like, in between us, like either going to get food or getting dressed or waking up or just doing, you know, him coming back from practice, the nigga was on his system. And I was just like, Mm-mm. sir, you. What you, was he playing? Play- Do you remember? Was it 2K? I don't remember. I don't <laughs> even be knowing these games. Like, I don't know. They just be shooting guns at each other. I don't even be knowing the shit. Like, <laughs> bro, <laughs> I, I really hate video games. Like, so it, it's really crazy, especially because I think more of the guys that I know that are creatives or in the government or like just have. I don't know, better jobs. I don't even, it's not even better jobs. I don't know, but they just don't spend their free time playing. Mandy, no bullshit. There was a study that came out that talked about the analytics with children that play video games and how they had better critical thinking skills. Wow. I doubt it. But see, I don't doubt that because it's it's a maze. It's puzzles. Well, maybe, which is crazy because when I was younger, we did have a PS4 and I think just the regular PlayStation. And I did used to play Frogger. Mm. And I had a Nintendo. And I did used to like Mortal Kombat with my same, cousins. Same. So Mortal Kombat and Frogger are the... Oh, and Mario Brothers are the yeah. only games that I can even remember playing. And then once Sims came about, I was like, ooh, let me build a family. But that was short-lived. <laughs> I, can't, I then, can't watch Mortal Kombat or think about it without thinking about um, Black Mirror now with them making out. And then I ain't going to hold you. What was, what was the video game? Oh, Grand Theft Auto. I used to like to get in the cars, pick up but my that prostitutes, one was kill cute, them. Though, but I do want to get my money I back. I do kind of want to play Animal Crossing because they're like gardening no. and shit. And I see people no. offering each other fruit on Twitter. I'm like, what Those is Those are this? fun on the phone. Like, it looks cute. Like, <laughs> no, I told Asante I'm going to fucking mute him <laughs> because we were we were on the phone and he was like, so I'm trying to become a billionaire and I just sold some turnips. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes the market crashes so you could sell your turnips for 500 bells. And I was like, that kind of sounds good. I, that's what I'm no, saying. I'm like, I think I want to play. Friend, let, <laughs> no, me ask, let me ask you now that you're mentioning fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, do you use a uh, co-op for food? No, I wish. I what is what is that? They have um CSAs that I used to be a part of, which is like community what is it? Community supported agriculture. It's like farmers that send you ingredients directly to you and they have like a drop off location in different neighborhoods. I've been like riding past them and the lines are crazier than Trader Joe's. Cause it's amazing. She's really just asking. She's really just asking because she doesn't want pesticides on the cucumbers <laughs> she putting in her pussy. Oh she all, do I be using that. I use. <laughs> yeah, but when no. you at home, it ain't there. So she really just want to make sure those vegetables are safe. To be from her honest, vagina. Out of all the free toys we have at this point, I'm like overstocked. But um, so a, a co-op, it's like um, if the best like pop culture reference would be Broad City. I feel like. They did a food co-op, so you like volunteer hours. You like work there. It's like a barter to, system to be able to shop there. Mm-hmm. What? It's so white. It's very hippie, healthy. Mandy. It's very hippie. That's very hippie. But it's cute. That is very hippie. Community. It looks well, cute. <laughs> well, 
Fran, we are going to get into the conversation, guys. Mm-hmm. Later, we are going to talk about sex, but kind of the lack thereof. But before we get into that, we are going to get into our icebreaker. We kind of want to break the mood a little bit, just a little bit, because I don't know, Weezy thought vegetables might work, but uh, we're going we're gonna to break the ice a little bit more than vegetables. <laughs> so the first question is kind of um, just to see how you would go about, what would you do? That's This is pretty much what would you do. Um, you see your best friend's husband or wife on a date with someone else. I'm telling. They you are, don't even need to they finish. Are, I'm telling. They are intimate. They are intimate, and you are positive that they are in a monogamous arrangement. Oh, what do you do? I Blow them been. up and tell. <laughs> Face Wait, you're telling, you're telling on the spot, Weezy? Absolutely. Best friend? Yes. And so what, you, you standing in front of the table and like, I'm going to call <laughs> so-and-so right now, and you're going to have to so explain So here's yourself. how I would do it. Let's just say... <laughs> Best friend's husband is like an like a me. I would say an extroverted person has a lot of friends. I'm not gonna assume. I'm gonna come up and be like, "Hey, what's up with you?" And then I'm gonna introduce myself to that person. And be like, "Yeah, I'm Sherry's friend. You know his wife." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then I'm gonna say, "Does Sherry know you're here?" And then depending on what he says, can I talk to you for a second? I'm be like, no, why don't you talk to Sherry? And I'm going to call that bitch. Oh, Best my God. I mean, oh, that's shit. fair. Friend, how would you, how would you do it, You friend? know, I've been in this position, and one lesson oh, I learned is that they're going to work shit out for the most part, and then you're going to be the asshole that feels awkward when you're around them. Oh, yeah, I didn't you gotta think tell. about that. You're right. A lot of people do stay though, even after knowing their partner. Cheated. Exactly, especially so it's if kind of one of those things that in right. a serious, you know, long term monogamous, or if they're married, people yeah, for marriages. the most part are gonna work shit out. So then here you look when you come over, it's like <laughs> that awkward tension. So it's so you're crazy because you if you could take it back, you wouldn't tell. I mean, I'm because I'm gonna base it on how I felt, like what I felt was right. I probably would always feel like I should tell, but that really was a weird situation because to this day when I'm around them, it's like, how you know, it's what you're all thinking about, and it's weird. Yeah. It, it's so crazy because I was in a situation similar, not really because, of course, I was never married to the guy, but basically, uh, <laughs> basically I was dealing with a guy, and I've talked about him on the show before, and my homegirl was dating his teammate. Mm. and so she let me know when he had another girl at the basketball game like when when he had someone else in town and so he ended up of course she told me and I confronted him about it and bitch my nigga confronted her nigga in the (laughs) locker room about his bitch being messy and then pretty much tried to get his sister to fight my friend I was just like okay this is it was so much and I was just like okay Nigga, clearly I know you're a hoe, but he actually got really upset that my friend inputted herself into what we had going on. Nah, but you and it can't really know and not tell. And not tell. That's that's another part of it. It's like, tricky, honestly. Be- and I've had it happen in another configuration where a friend of mine told me they saw someone I was with. And then my boyfriend at the time got so pissed that he found my friend's number. I don't know how he got it. He's that crazy. He got her, his number. It was an, another guy. Cursed him the fuck out and then was telling me if I ever see him, like, it's on site. I'm letting you and know see, right now. And I hated it because then it created same. a separation between my friend and I where it was like. But people get angry for, I, I don't know. I, I believe that. For getting caught men, and 
being messy. For getting caught. Right, for getting caught. Mm-hmm. Like, every, and, and I actually bring, like, every oh, time go ahead. someone ever say, tells me something like, oh, so-and-so said this about you, or they don't like you, or they said this, I'd be like, so you were talking about me? Like, right? Yeah. I mean, and it I was care? a thing. It was a thing even when I was a blogger, when I had my sports blog, um, you know, I would still be in the social setting of a lot of these athletes and, and things. And they would be mad about the articles that I didn't. And I sometimes would just respond like, well, if you didn't do it, there would be nothing for me to write about. <laughs> so it's more so like, like niggas just really don't want to be accountable for the bullshit that they do. Yes. You, you did. I I, but right. I, I did have a friend of mine, um, a couple that I'm cool with. And I knew he would do his thing, but I would never see it. And at one point, we were all in the same club. Not his um, girl at the time, but the side hoe. Me, him, and the side hoe. And I said to him, how could you do this to me? Like, you put me in this position. I can never look your girl in the face. I hang out with y'all. Like, you did this to me. And it was really hurtful for me to have to know that other people saw me Mm. watching him with another bitch. That alone, like, I felt like it, like this is not my problem anymore. I said, you have to tell her, or I, he told her, though. It's kind of like a mix between, is it your business or is it not your business? At the same time, you as a friend, you do feel like you're involved. I want to get into the, the second icebreaker. Now, this one is not sex-related, but it's kind of quarantine-related, and it's something that I've been thinking about. So, the world is on a complete lockdown for exactly one year. Ooh. You are able to be quarantined with three other people, either friends, family, or a celebrity. Who are the three people and why? Fran, we'll start with you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> friends or celebrities? Um, damn, that's a tough one. Because <laughs> I, I love okay, all so of my I'll, friends. <laughs> I can share mine. Share yours. So I'll share mine. So the first person is because they're one of my friends that continuously make me laugh and they're always fucking fun as fuck to be around. So I'm going to bring Lex P oh, to my crib because yes. we drank wine. And she's funny as fuck. She's just <laughs> one of those people that, like, literally she's just goofy as soon as she wake up. So shout out to Lex P from the Poor Minds Podcast. I'm going to go into a celebrity for the next one because I do want to get dick down. And the person that I want to give my entire guts and all three holes to is Jadena. So wow. Jadena can come and open up. And I heard he was a teacher. I found out he was a teacher this week. Wait, what? Um, like a teacher read, of children or a teacher like, of... Like a... <laughs> I don't know. A teacher, like a teacher of God? <laughs> I'm like, what did he teach I don't him? know. You know what? But he could teach me anything. <laughs> I ain't even gonna hold you. So Jadena would be my third one. And just because I be on black Twitter enough... I'm going to be that person and say, you know what? Go ahead and put Hove in quarantine with me so when we get out of this shit, he could tell me how to become a billionaire when I get out. Because you know how niggas be like, would you rather have dinner with Jay-Z or a million dollars? And niggas is really out here saying dinner with Jay-Z. I hate that. Because you know. Yeah, so He's I'm just going to say, you know what? I get have it. Hove you want to tell us too. like you're, oh, we get it. You're sapiosexual. We get it. Like, <laughs> please. I'm so sick of the phony, like, entrepreneurial Twitter like, it is just really driving me nuts with people, like, retweeting hair vendors. Like, bitch, if I don't I have the $1,200 that's coming to me, you think I'm about to spend it on starting a weave business? Oh, yeah. I, I, hate, that. That. I hate that. It's so fucking <laughs> herbal, herbalized. Like, I hate it. Um, Weezy, who are your three people? <clears throat> I feel like me, my man, Rihanna, 
because I want to have sex with for her your threesomes. Together. Of course, I feel like she's down. I feel like she'd be down enough to do shrooms, but also active enough to like work out with us and stuff like that. And then for the third person, I want this to be like a situation where maybe like there's a guest house, so my mom could be there. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so cute. <laughs> and because like I really love my mom, and I need to break up like the throuple energy, <laughs> but also she can cook. <laughs> and your, uh, I, look, I wasn't even going to the cooking. I was like, your mom coming in the house with the vodka. She bringing, <laughs> she making sure you have cocktails on deck. Oh yeah, my mom is so bad. Uh, I was telling Mandy and her mother that on my cruise that I took my mom on, they uh, we had unlimited drinks, but you couldn't have like just shots or just a, like vodka over ice. And my mom said to the bartender, "If we can't do that, just do me a favor. I'll take cranberry, but just." Colorize it. <laughs> Do me a favor. Colorize it. No. Oh, vodka with the colorize. That's what, that, she did say that. Said, well, yeah, he looked at her like, "Bitch, I barely speak English. The fuck is colorize? <laughs> oh a light red." <laughs> so, Fran, who would your three people? Okay, be? I got mine. So, Erica Badu. I know you're not oh, surprised. Come on, she's gonna bring surprised. all the incense. She's gonna perform. She's gonna so cook much fun. from her garden and bring us vegetables and vibe it out, and we'd be chilling. Yeah, there'd be no stress. And, and when and when and when you come out, you're gonna blend your coochie cell <laughs> smell together <laughs> and create a, a candle. candle. <laughs> I can't see you. And then Jade and Crystal. Oh, oh, oh okay. That's it. That would be those fun. three. That I feel like we would fun. have. A blast together. Of course, you don't include Dick. God damn you! you. Are you surprised? Should we? Should we, uh, we, we dig into the vanilla shit? Actually, um, yeah, we can get into. Um, <laughs> Weezy's like the speaking van- of. <laughs> well, so <laughs> I- the vanilla, the vanilla shit for this week, I found, and it's it's rather funny because I'm like, damn, this kind of brings up maybe the quarantine vibes. So a couple has real feelings for a seven thousand dollars sex robot. That saved their marriage. So a Texas couple claims that a pricey sex robot named Camilla, who shares their bed every night, has saved their marriage. Um, Shelly, who's 45, and Darius, who is 48, proudly admit to shelling out $7,000 for a computerized artificial intelligence sex doll that they claim to have fallen madly in love with. Before Camilla, we were in a terrible polyamorous relationship. I was sort of the outsider of the pod and didn't like it, Shelley explains. After they broke things off with their third party, Darius surprised her with a new addition. Darius came home one day and said she had, she had ordered a sex doll. I wasn't sure about it because in my brain, it would just be a, tackle, uh, a tacky blow-up doll. Um, they eventually agreed to shell out the bucks for it. And since then, they have falling in love so <laughs> the doll's name. To say to this. um the doll's name is camilla um and they actually it says that they even took a shower <laughs> took a shower with it so wow. quality right. i'm looking at a picture of the <laughs> I'm, i i show you friend oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> not this necklace though what is going on <laughs> i've been doing that side part well it looks like a kinky straight wig um <laughs> th- i just want to say what this they, what they look like you guys um so daris it's not Dar- but- no i said daris daris is black hope 
I feel like when I hear Darius. So Darius is a funny looking motherfucker with glasses and a bow tie. <laughs> Wife has green hair, green lipstick, and a green big old titties. <laughs> 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 I will say it's funny because the couple insist on calling their sex doll. Um, they insist on calling nuts. it their their synthetic partner. They say that sex doll is um, kind of just, I guess, ruder. Um, and it says that calling Camilla a sex doll is like calling a computer a calculator. They got this bitch She's- in the car with a seat. <laughs> it's, it and says a dad he- hat. It says that she is so much more than just something to have sex with. And although she can bend in many ways, and that's, of course, something we enjoy, Camilla is in every way to us human, and we treat her that way. Can I ask you, do you, think that, do you think that it's weird at all if someone goes on there and says another person saved their marriage? No. As if, like, no. I was, <laughs> the, another, another person at therapy saves marriages, and that's the influence of another person. Oh, no, bitch. I'm talking about a side chick. Oh, you know where I was going with this. With, I genuinely feel like. Ways. Yeah, but I, I feel like I be saving saving marriages. I know y'all don't like me being a side hole or whatever. Wait, tell but us. How I, do you save the marriages? I mean, well, I, mean I, I do believe that, like, and, and it's something that even, like, you know, King Noir said when he came on, like, not one person is going to fully make you happy. Mm-hmm. And so be, having someone as an escape or another partner to kind of have that happiness or feel like you're not shelled to be someone that you're not. Um, I feel like it can definitely help, you know, release tension in the household or the marriage that you have because you're not constantly thinking of something that you want because you're getting it Mm. just not in the household, but you're getting it. And so it's keeping you from wishing you were getting it or, or feeling like, you know, upset at something maybe you can't even communicate because you know, it's not an option with whoever you're with and still, you know, just, just still being able to be yourself, whether you're in a marriage or not. And I know I'm probably going to get chewed up for saying that, but I I really do feel like I've been kind of like a release factor for some of the married men that I've, you know, just because you're a stress reliever for them doesn't mean that you're saving their marriage as a couple at all. That, that has nothing to do with them as a duo. It doesn't mean it every, it doesn't mean it every time, but I do feel like, yes, I'm a part of saving your marriage. I I, um, I I totally disagree. I think that lying doesn't save anybody. You gotta stop. Just a lot of people are just so judgy with thinking like, oh, it takes you to fuck another bitch, and now y'all work. I mean, right. I, you know, yeah, it's funny. I'm the not. the person that I feel like I had the most awesome relationship with because we just connected on all cylinders. He actually brought up polyamory about maybe eight or nine months into our relationship, and I was kind of like, hmm. What what was your response or what was your immediate thought to him asking about well, that? Well, my immediate response was, where is this coming from? Because I didn't understand how that took eight months to discuss as opposed to us having had that conversation that that's something he was interested in. Apart. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And right. So I felt like, did you meet someone that is now making you want to say that this is the new configuration? You know, like I was asking all those questions. But he did admit that it was something he'd always been curious about never felt safe bringing up because he's like, most women are going to be like, hell no. And then shit's different. You know, it shifts the energy between the two of you after that. But he felt yeah. safe enough in our connection to at least bring it up and see if it would be something I would consider. I told him, I was like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. It's never been something I've been interested in. 
But I'm also open to seeing how it feels. And if I don't like it, I won't do it. And it's so crazy that you brought up the fact that he he decided to say that he didn't bring it up Mm -hmm. because most women, quote unquote, would be like, hell no. And what I've really liked about our podcast is just the variety of not only guests we've had on, but Weezy and I, I think speak a lot for the women who are okay with maybe a dating a bisexual man Mm -hmm. or having a tall woman come on here and say, I prefer short guys. And you know, just all of the, the different things that men automatically think. I know my girlfriend would say, hell no. We get a lot of questions about how to introduce threesomes to the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I do it without, you know, my partner getting mad? And again, that is just more so into the communication aspect that we push a lot. Because I think a lot of us keep from doing things that we would truly enjoy because we automatically fear that our partner would be like, hell no, when in fact, eh, maybe y'all could yeah make it happen. and i asked him too is it something that you guys tried is that something that you guys ended up making well to? we tried but here was the issue that i ran into it was just girls that he liked that he wanted to bring in <laughs> uh... it was it, it wasn't like a we thing and then when i was like well i'm not i feel nothing for that person like this is just my number one threesome tip is always let the woman pick and yeah right so and that, that makes sense that that's to always me. needed but mm-hmm. i do believe that the issue is if one person brings it up and then they're also the one picking the people you feel completely excluded you're like okay so you just want to have your cake and eat it too that's exactly instead of how realistically wondering how i feel about this person as well um i i don't know i feel i, I feel strange about that and i think that when introducing polyamory you have to at least confirm and not speaking for you Fran Mm -hmm. that that person is interested in the same sex or opposite sex or whatever it might be that you want to bring in just at least be sure of that at least some alignment which is why I kind of felt sideswiped by that conversation so deep into it but um the other thing too is that I sort of felt like the person he had picked it was just someone who was down and he was just like oh cool as opposed to it being someone he like genuinely met and felt pulled towards you know like it was like he just wanted to do this thing and I was like this is like it felt childish in a way and I was like I don't know I didn't I didn't wasn't making sense to me I would have preferred if he would have like met someone that he really was like yo I don't know what it is but like I can't stop thinking about this girl and I want to figure something out we and so was it more of like him wanting to bring another partner into the bedroom more so than it was dating and no, having a full on it was like dating no. yeah like oh. he wanted us to figure out a configuration <laughs> i love that you're calling it a configuration bro <laughs> come on go ahead and make it make it real pc i like that you know so, I, I was just like um you know what i tried this and i'm not feeling it and i said to him but I do think you're onto something, clearly, and you need to find <laughs> the two people that are going to give you what you <laughs> Maybe want. Maybe she could be one of them, because it ain't going to be me. <laughs> Let me stop. And I removed um, myself from the situation, and we were cool. It was like no, you know, no tension, nothing Good like for you, that. though, because I think a lot of people would like to salvage the relationship, and you know what I mean? Like, No, I just anyway. felt like I would rather remove myself, because I didn't want to push it to then where he would start lying, because... I was, you know, I wasn't participating in the way that he wanted and, to. And we've talked about that before. Is that a conversation? And I know that, you know, maybe he just 
came about at eight months into the relationship. Mm -hmm. But is that something that you would prefer to maybe have on a first date? How soon do do you want to know the person that you're dating, what type of relationship they want to go into? I don't know about the first date. I think for me, first dates are light. You know, we don't need to talk about like, okay. so can I bring in another person? <laughs> but at least <laughs> in my mind, just a more natural progression, I'm assuming would be at least in the first month that should come up at some point. I really? Agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree. Know, I, I'll be honest with you, Fran. I, the only reason I'm a little bit indifferent is because, so I feel like I'm a serial threesome person on this show, but I just <laughs> really love having both sexes. Like it's just something I really enjoy. And I've found that bringing it up too early makes it too messy for me. Mm. Um, I've found that like, so with my current partner, um, we had a more serious relationship and it was one of the first in a while where like I'd meet a guy in a month or two and we'd be down for threesomes. Whereas with him, he knew I was into women, but they weren't included until I love these were exchanged mm. almost. And I think that if I could do it again, I don't know if I'd bring it up too early only because I think that it pushes people away and I want to make sure there's a more solid, solid foundation within the two of us before I even know if we should do that. You know what I mean? Um, that makes sense to me. But I know you don't want to be blindsided. And you're like, so you've been wanting a fucking sister wife this whole time. <laughs> like, it's just, a, I mean, all you of know, it. You know what it is? I think for me, it was more so like, if I'm with you, I want to know everything there is to know about you. And I think that's something that's important. You know, like, it, yeah. it almost felt like he had been hiding a part of him in fear of rejection when maybe I wanted mm. to be in on that. I want to know if this is part of you, then I want to I'll be real with you outside looking at him like, do I think Fran could be a throuple girl? <laughs> like, I, I, I might have to wait a minute too. Anyway. <laughs> From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The thruple shit. We have a segment, you guys, called Ho Facts. Um, it's really new to the show, and we bring up a bunch of facts that uh, hoes may need to know. <laughs> Mandy's got well, two here. Uh, yeah. Well, these these facts I really like because they 
they kind of bring us into what our horrible decision is for this episode. But the first um, whole fact that I found actually um, goes out to all of us who had sex quite early. Um, It says that sexual activity at an early age has multiple harmful consequences. Mm. The earlier a teenage girl begins sexual activity, the more likely she is to suffer from increased rates of infection with sexually transmitted diseases, increased rates of out of wedlock pregnancy and birth and increased rates of single parenthood, decreased marital stability and increased maternal and child poverty, including increased abortion rates, increased depression and decreased adult happiness. Um, And I actually find some truth to this because there was a lot of things that I was just unfamiliar with in terms of sex. And I think that at an early age, you know, unfortunately, we do think having sex with someone means a guy likes us more than they may really like. Um, We are taken advantage of more at a younger age because we don't know how to really navigate sex also because it's a conversation that unfortunately isn't really had in the household or at school. You're literally taught to abstain from sex. Just don't have it or you're going to get pregnant and die. You know, like you're either going to catch AIDS or you're going to fucking get pregnant and no one wants that. He's like, don't have sex or you die. So I wanted I wanted to go into the other fact that was even interested and I want to kind of have a, a little bit of a dialogue about it. It's still about the age of it, but it says this is this is a fact. Most sexually active teens say that they wish they had waited until they were older before having sex. Nearly two thirds of sexually active teens state that they regret their initial sexual activity and wish that they had waited until they were older before coming sexually active. I wanted to have this conversation because I don't even really think we've had it. We've, I mean, I lost my virginity in high school um, going into 11th grade. I was 16. Um, and, I mean, shit, within my first year of having sex, I also got pregnant. Mm. Um, so, Fran, I wanted to ask you, do you regret the age that you started having sex Um if so, or if not, can you explain your your thoughts about having it? Um, no, I had sex at 18. It was the summer after I had graduated and I was heading to college. And okay. uh, I was in a committed relationship. We'd been together for, I think, two years at that point. And he was sad. You know, he's like, you're leaving a college. You're going to forget about me. It's Taylor's oldest time. You know, the hood girl goes to college and her world explodes <laughs> he was like so shook about it and he was pushing it the only thing I will say looking back I wish I had been uh, you know more empowered to do it because I wanted to as opposed to feeling like it was something I should give to him because I wanted to kind of make him feel like we were gonna be fine and college wasn't gonna change our relationship and because he was being so pushy about it and I just gave in so, yeah. so I did want to, so when you were, I mean, because you waited till after you were 18 mm-hmm. and a lot of guys, you know, are already having sex well before they're 18. Is it something to where, you know, you had the conversation of allowing him to have sex with other people because you were saving your virginity or like, what was that? Was that even a conversation because he wanted it, but you weren't giving it to him? It was a conversation, but it wasn't. Funny enough, it wasn't a thing that was, like, coming up regularly. He just knew that he wasn't. Okay. And and truth be told, he was fucking other people. <laughs> oh, I just didn't okay. know that. I was, you know, oh. oblivious, thinking, this is my cute little boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and I found that out later. 
which is, you know, probably why he was so chill about it for the most part, because he was getting it anyway. But but right. he really didn't bother me. I think it was when he thought, shit, she's about to go off to college. She's going to be in the dorms. There's going to be dudes in the dorms. And he started getting antsy about it. And so that's where the pushiness kind of kicked in. You know how dudes can be. He's like, nah, I'm sorry. Right. Else can't get this. Do, do you wish you would have waited longer before having sex? No, I think I wish I would have waited maybe before having other experiences like going out to the club and stuff like that I think that was the influence of friends not having sex really but um no I mean when I made the choice to have sex um I'm not talking about other experiences where you know I would say they they weren't my choice but when I made my choice to have sex for the first time like yeah I I was ready I was in love with him like (laughs) I don't really count it as like what what was I gonna do wait another year and have been more you know, I, I saved it for someone that I really cared about. And I mean, really, shit, right. truth be told, I, I'm still cool with him to this day. So, yeah, same. I think, yeah, I don't, I think when you pick decent partners, and I'm not saying that I always do, I've definitely fucked some niggas who ain't shit, but <laughs> even now, like, I'm, I've always been a very emotional person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want to fuck just to get it over with. Like, I wanted to fuck someone that I cared about. And even if that energy wasn't exchanged, like, even if they maybe didn't feel the same way about me, I'll never be mad about that because at least I felt it. I was going to say, it's funny because the person that I lost my virginity to um, recently, maybe within the last year, my mom and my sister got in a group chat with me because they found his Facebook. Oh, shit. And they were like, oh, my God, look at so-and-so now. <laughs> and what, uh, Girl, he, he's, he's locked up. He's in jail. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, and he got two kids. Um, and it's crazy because like I had the hugest crush on this boy in middle school. Okay. I had the hugest crush on him. Um, I was a sixth grader. He was an eighth grader. Oh, big thing. And so my whole, (laughs) right. Of course he, of course he was on the basketball team. He was beautiful. He had these long braids and green eyes. He was fucking, (laughs) he was so cute. And, um, he, he, of course, like he kept coming back to the middle school, even when I was in seventh and eighth grade. So we stayed connected, like, because he still always came to the after school program. And anyways, we, <laughs> it, we, we had each other's phone number. I had a cell phone in middle school. And so, um, it was the summer going into 10th grade. And at this time I was braiding hair. I knew how to braid hair. And so I told him I would do his hair. So he came over one day while my mom was at work and bitch, the, the braiding hair turned into a little bit more. <laughs> and now that how was, I mean, were you, were you like giving it? No, it was my first time. No, 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 no. It's crazy. I think the most I had done at this point, mind you, I think seventh grade was my first tongue kiss and I absolutely hated tongue kissing. I thought it was gross. And, um, in by eighth grade, I had had like my titty suck behind the gym, but I, I've never, I had never sucked a dick. I never had, I, I didn't do anything. And he like pretty much walked me through it, but it was like, yeah, in the middle of me braiding his hair. Um, and so like, it, it's weird because it was someone who I had had a crush on for so long. I would think if, if anyone was going to take my virginity, oh my God, it would be mm-hmm. him. Um, and yeah, it wasn't that enjoyable. I don't remember it being that great. We never had sex again. I didn't really go back to him, but it definitely opened the door to like, you know, 
curiosity. <laughs> Wait, you said it wasn't know. that great. I feel like when I lost my virginity, though, I didn't know what was good. Like I fucked. Me in. neither. I, I didn't know what was good either. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even uh, remember to be honest. I don't. I can't remember what it felt like. You don't remember your first time. I, I remember what happened, but I don't remember what it felt like. I I don't know if I like blocked it out or what, but I just don't remember the details of it. Well, I'm excited to, um, again, guys, before we get into our horrible decision, I want to let you know, um, we were, we are going to have Fran tell her story about her journey through sex because it's quite interesting (laughs) because the girl ain't having sex no more, y'all. Um, before we get to this week's episode, I want to let you know that this week's episode is brought to you by none other than Dipsy. Do you need a break from your inbox or the exhausting amount of social media? It is time now to prioritize a little bit of me time to recharge yourself. And Dipsy can help you focus on something more pleasurable than whatever it is on your to-do list. I know that a lot of people are home, working from home with their children, their partners, their spouses, and just need a little bit of a break. Um, And Dipsy is here to help with that. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions that are designed to turn you on. And help you get in touch with yourself. So imagine me telling you how great I suck dick, but in a more sexy way. Because <laughs> y'all know my stories ain't shit. Anyways, I'm so excited because Dipsy is bringing our listeners a 30-day free trial. So when you go to dipsystories.com backslash horrible, you will get a 30-day free trial. So that is Dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A, Stories. Dot com backslash horrible. Again, this is um, something that one of our listeners most recently hit me up and said, thank you. Thank you for introducing me to Dipsy. It has truly helped him. I think during this time, we're all trying to find something new for entertainment, um, something to get our minds off of the chaos that's going on in the motherfucking world right now. So again, go ahead. Check out Dipsy for a 30-day free trial. And now, let's get back to the show. And while we're on it, it, let's get into the horrible decisions of not using any of it. (laughs) Here we go, Fran. (laughs) So, so guys, um, we brought Fran onto the episode this week because although we talk about a lot of sex, there also is a part of sex that has to deal with not having sex. We've had a few friends on this show that talk about not having sex, a few small experiences. Mandy with her favorite lie. Uh, uh, don't do this. I'm I'm celibate. And that basically happens whenever she's tired of niggas. Don't, don't do this. I ain't gonna hold you. So what's crazy is I recently talked about, um, being abstinent. And so this was definitely a conversation I wanted to, to have with Fran, not only on air, but off air, just to really, um, kind of mentally prepare myself. I ain't gonna hold y'all. The problem is, Fran, let me tell you real quick before we get into your story. Mm. So I want to be abstinent. This quarantine life is helping me be abstinent. But the problem is I still really want to have sex with that last nigga I had sex with again. So I feel like, tell me if I could be abstinent to the world and I could be abstinent on this podcast, (laughs) but on the low, only fuck that nigga, but not let anybody else know. So even if I go on dates, I just tell them I'm actually abstinent right now, but on the low, 
bitch, I'm still getting it. Why not? It's up to you. Okay, see, I like your answer. I like well, your answer. If he answer, fucks sis. you perpendicularly, I, I hope that you tell. You know what? I really need to just no, break bitch. this ice. I know Mandy's got stuff written in and what celibacy means and da da I uh, fuck it. I just gotta no, know, no, friend. We need to get into. We it, will, bro. but I want to know one question before we get into it mm-hmm. because this is a fucking podcast and we got to flow. And I've been motherfucking waiting. How long we been recording? Let me check. 30, 49, 49 minutes. Bitch, you masturbate or not? Of course. How frequent? How, wow. I don't think I'm on a schedule, so it'd be hard to say. It's just whenever it, whenever it comes up. Do you think that masturbation has led you to the brink of almost stopping celibacy? Or has it helped you? No, it's helped me. Yeah, of course, because it's... It's helped you push through. Well, yeah, because it's making sure that I'm still experiencing pleasure. I don't need someone else to feel that way. So Mm, it's not... It's not amazing. Yeah, it's not a thing of like, oh, my God, now I have to come, you know, call someone. It's like, that's exactly what I needed. And who better to do it than me, especially right now, so... Amazing. Yeah. So, so what you would, friend, you would consider yourself abstinent or celibate? Well, from my understanding of the definition, celibacy has more of a religious connotation, which is not why I'm doing it. So I would say I'm abstaining. Okay. And I I did because I know we use them kind of interchangeably. Right. Most people. And I, yeah. And I went on, I went on um, Twitter recently and talked about being abstinent. And they were like, oh, you about to have celibacy. And like, so I know they're interchangeable. Mm -hmm. I did just want to break down really, really quickly um, what the difference is for those of you who may be considering um, entering it. A vow of celibacy is one's voluntary decision to remain unmarried and refrain from sexual activity and sexual relations for the sake of fulfilling a religious vow. It can be seen as a lifestyle choice where you commit your body and soul to other more fulfilling things sexual abstinence however is the form also of self-control that is usually limited to a certain period of time and the reason for choosing such lifestyle vary from person to person this is where we gonna get into your motherfucking story host so before (laughs) yeah how long has it been since you had sex friend fourth of july weekend will be four years why you made it sound like a last fun fling? <laughs> because I'm it curious was. to know. Is it your first time um, being abstinent? Yes. Was it induced by like a fucking asshole that broke your heart, or was it a personal choice that for like? It's such a good story. It wasn't. I can't blame him. It was okay. definitely a so- relationship that did not turn out how I thought it would be, and and things mm-hmm. you know got a little dark between us. Actually, we're still very good friends, so it's not even. How long that. was that relationship? he that's the one that was nearly four years ago so when we broke up that's when i made the decision to abstain moving forward so what was your sex life like prior to becoming abstinent i have always been in relationships a serial like a serial monogamous i guess you'd say um did you enjoy sex at all like was it something that was that 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 you did often and you enjoyed having it i just want to but before you know i want to get into kind of just even the conversation of if you felt your sex life was healthy if you did get to experiment things because a lot of people like going into abstinence it would probably be easier for those where sex is not that important in relationships. Mm. So I want to know, because you are the relationship type, how important was sex? Extremely important. I mean, everyone that I was in a relationship with, we had healthy sex lives, curiosity. You know, we brought Mm -hmm. in whatever we needed to. Like, it was never... Sex itself was never the issue. I think for me, what made me kind of put a pause to it was... Early on, my patterns of the types of people I was dating was modeled after my dad's patterns and, 
you know, mm. both of my parents are like emotionally unavailable people. And my dad is this sort of charming kind of, like he's a playboy to this day. He has like a 23 year old girlfriend. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> like, you know, and that sounds like my dad. <laughs> right. Like he's never going to chill. He's never going to settle down. And when I was younger, it was so hard getting his attention. And he just pretty much didn't prioritize me as even like a, a, a family bond. He just very early on was like, I don't want to be a dad. Not to you. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so okay. he ended up moving on. He had it funny enough. He had a double life. He had my mom and I in the projects and then his white wife that they were in the Navy together with their picket fence and their two kids and their dog. And <laughs> so two dual experiences. And so when, Fuck. yeah, when we found that out, it was hurtful because it was like, we were kind of like left in the dust. Um, and then my, and that helped shape how you dated well, it, it was my introduction life? to men or i should say my perception of men that, is that why you okay. think you were a relationship person because well yeah it was what would happen is i would play these really unhealthy games early on where i would get men to want me and it was like the the chase was the high for me because it was almost like i was recreating that pattern of like i needed to know that i could be loved type thing and once right. I was loved, it was like, oh, that's it. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> and I would either start cheating or, you know, uh, lead them on and play games, but never allowed myself to build any kind of real attachments. So even though it was serial oh, wow. monogamy, it was still uh, not coming from like a heart-centered place. It was always yeah. me just trying to almost like work through the daddy issues and the mommy issues and all those things through these people. And then that gets exhausting after a while, you know, cause you think you're being a savage and it's fun. And you know, my grandma and my mom thought it was amazing. They were like, I'd rather them crying than you, you know, that type of encouragement. <laughs> oh, wow. And so it was just really interesting to see how those patterns develop as you're, you know, getting older. Uh, and then, like I always say, I met my match, someone who was older and could see right through me and was like, I know exactly what's going on with you. <laughs> I know what these patterns are. I know where it's coming from. Let's sit down, talk this through, hash it out because I actually care for you and I want to develop like a healthy attachment to you and not this bullshit that you're just like afraid to be hurt or I'm not your dad. <laughs> Essentially, that was the conversation. And he helped me. He helped bring awareness. Go did ahead. you um, initially, when you started, you know, your journey with abstinence, did you initially have a time frame set in your head? And like, have you surpassed it at any point? No, no, there was no time frame. It's been intuitive the whole time. Did you did you have a minimum though? Where Were I'm you like, I have been... to at least do this for like six months? No, not at all. Honestly, it wasn't a thing of like, that's it. I'm not having sex for years. It was just like, right now, I don't see how this is serving me. Um, I wasn't, I, ke I kept dating uh, the same person in a different body in a way. So I kept seeing the same patterns show up. And that's when I was like, there's a, a common denominator in that formula. <laughs> so I wanted to sit and down it, for a second. It's crazy because I think that, and I, yeah, I, I, yeah, like, I mean, I opened up about that recently, kind of just where I I now see kind of the toxicity in my sexual relations with mm -hmm. men and how I'm lacking the emotional connection to them. Right. 
um, because I seek that kind of physical connection. And even if I if I become, you know, just a little bit more deeper and vulnerable as to that, I know that a lot of it kind of does have to do with also how I viewed my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad um, cheated. I met all of his girlfriends. We knew all the girlfriends, all the names. Oh, sometimes sometimes we got confused with what we did with which one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for a long time, my dad put emphasis on material things. The fact that he had more money than my mom. So he was the person we went to for money, mm-hmm. which is kind of my financial connection to men. Because my dad never told us no. If we wanted money, he gave it to us. If we wanted the name brand shoes for school that my mom couldn't afford, he rubbed it in that he could get us the name brand wow. shoes. But we also weren't with him often. And so I've I've realized now that kind of, you know, that lack of emotion that I saw from my mom and my dad is where I'm having a problem connecting, get, connecting with men now in a sense that's more than physical, financially, or sexually. Um, and it's kind of why I do want to go into these journey of abstinence. And I want to ask you initially with going into abstinence is, it, are you waiting for the right person to give it to? And when do you know it's the right person? I mean, I will say that's kind of was challenging now. Cause it's been so many damn years. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's like, damn, it's almost like I, I've made it too serious in a way. Like, you know, how do you mm, you got you think it went too now, long now? And then after, I mean, I won't say I waited too long because it is what it is, you know, but it is. Right. I mean, to a certain extent, it's like, yeah, how do you just like fuck someone after not fucking? <laughs> well, be, well, this will be something new for me. And I do, you know, often date whether I meet someone on Instagram mm-hmm. or I'm out and about or, you know, I'm finding someone to talk to that's new. What is the response when you're dating and meeting new people and you tell them, just just want to let you know I'm abstinent. I've been abstinent for four years and it's something that I need someone special to come around before I have sex. Do Are men seeing that as a challenge or are they seeing that as a red flag and not wanting to pursue you? I haven't even dated. Girl. That's what I'm so saying. So you haven't the, been partnered this whole time. Yeah, the abstinence isn't just not fucking. It's like it's just not a part of my life that I was entertaining, period. Like, that masculine wow. energy or connection, I just wasn't participating. Um, I did have a, another question on here that I wanted to ask you. Um, what things have you then learned about yourself over the last four years? Um, I know you took you kind of took a step back and looked at what things were toxic and that you were, you know, dating the same type of men. Um, you were kind of conflicting with your childhood with your with your father. What things once you eliminated sex once you eliminated sex, what things did you learn about yourself that, that you appreciated? I mean, honestly it's been really cool just seeing being able to like honestly dissect myself. Like I'm realizing how controlling mm-hmm. I am in relationships because I want the person to be a very specific way. And so, mm. you know, my expectations sometimes are borderline unrealistic. And I think what I'm learning now, especially through the friendships that I have and even just through myself and being accountable for my own mistakes and, you know, ebbs and flows, it's just like you accept the person as they are or you keep it moving. It's not a thing yeah. of like you telling the person you have to do X, Y, and Z for me to be with you. Like that part of me had to go because <laughs> I had... You know, I had this thing where I wanted to bend people's will to mine. And it's like, that once again, mm. that's the same pattern of me trying to fix some shit with my dad <laughs> through these men. And it's like, 
that's who they are and if you don't fuck with it then just leave and it's not it's easier said than done but that's the reality of what's going to be healthiest for you in these dynamics so i i know um you got the listeners probably heard me but my headphones you guys weren't able to hear me but i'm curious to know because everything you're talking about to me is a has a deeper thought process mm-hmm. i want to mm-hmm. know your last super lusty moment like what was the last when was the last time or that last night you could think about where you almost got close almost got close no i haven't <laughs> what? Four years? i have not i i have like i said i have not dated so i haven't been in that space where a man and i are like staring at each other and i'm like fuck it it's just not a thing you what about so kissing you, like have you you've been on have you been on dates and has kissing gotten you close like i you know what's funny i actually just kissed someone maybe like a month ago for the first time in a long time but it was someone that has been in my life so it's not like someone new it's someone that how I was it incredible it, it was nice to connect again you know and and the person is someone that i love and trust and they know everything about me so it just felt safe and kind of like a reintroduction <laughs> to that's being dope. physical but it was like in a really cool uh soft way not like a thing of me just like running out there being like i'm ready <laughs> in a in a, in I, a I, shittier I, way to ask i'm curious what are you waiting for and not how <laughs> not how that that's normally said to people but mm-hmm. like if you really had to answer this like what are you waiting for what would be the instance and where it would happen for you what does I, that look like i'm not waiting for anything in particular i wish i had the answer i'd be lying mm. if i told you that you don't I know yet i'd have no idea i just trust that when i am ready to do it it's just gonna happen and i'm not mm. gonna overthink it and the yeah, person's yeah. just gonna make me feel that way and inspire me into changing this four year <laughs> Do you find honestly what, what oh I was going to say what I really like about just hearing you with your story is more so how you took the selfishness away. Um I felt like you really thought that you were being mentally abusing to the men that you dated sure. and it wasn't fair to them. Mm-hmm. And so what you did was take a look back and wanted to eliminate yourself from hurting other people. Mm-hmm. And, um, myself, and until you know yeah. and yourself, yeah. And so until I guess maybe you've reached a point mentally where you know you're able to not hurt someone else, I I, I would say maybe that's an answer. And I know that a lot of us don't know ourselves. I like I mm-hmm. told you, like just with this quarantine, I'm like really taking a look at ways that I've been toxic and how I even just communicate with men. Um, so I just want to say that I, I really like that you're taking the selfishness out of it where you're no longer using and abusing these men for their time right. or their emotions or making them, you know, chase you because it's fulfilling it's a, to it's you. A dopamine hit. Yeah, no, it's true. And honestly, after that relationship where I said the person um, that kind of sat me down and brought a lot of this into my awareness, the funny thing is then I went to the other extreme after him where I was like, the hippie really came out. Where I was like, I love everyone and I'm not going to hurt anyone. But then what happened is I had no boundaries. So now my heart mm. was open and ready to like connect and then I attracted someone who was on the same shit I was on before, you know? And so now he was running and I was chasing and I was like, oh shit. Okay. So, you know, how the fuck does this work? Because it's like, in a way it all happened so perfectly. It's like, I needed to be hard. I needed to soften up. And now I think where I'm at is that, that gray space where it's like, 
you don't have to be hard, but you don't have to love everyone either. And you have to learn mm-hmm. your boundaries and what works, like what actually works. Bitch, I got a, I got a life coach. I'm looking because now therapists are a little cheaper with, with, with the quarantine, <laughs> COVID-19. But bitch, we about to be on the phone because I feel like I, I, I do. Therapists I, are cheaper. I feel like more people they, No, they them. are cheaper. I mean, because you, you're not having to go to, I mean, they're not, you know, everything is kind of virtual. So you're not really even given the option to go to their, to their practice. Um, yeah. To their practice. Yeah. So because they're doing things over the phone and virtually, they're able to charge less. Mm. Um per hour because i mean shit you're not even leaving the comfort of your home for right that. um so i wanted to get into our home mail this is really interesting and i think we all i mean when i read it i was like damn did did i date this nigga before <laughs> um because i am one of these people especially being someone who wants to date someone of power or who's financially successful so our home mail today comes from a male listener and Fran, if you can give some of your mm-hmm. tips, Wheezy, same for you. So this comes from a longtime listener. He needs help from the female audience. Vitals, 35 black male. Vitals. Midwest. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, like he's like he's artificial intelligence. Um, he's from the Midwest. He's an engineer. And the short version of what he's asking is what does it mean when a woman is complaining about having to quote unquote fit into my world? or quote unquote, having to lose herself in order to be with me. Any of these emotions sound familiar to you all? Hell, to anybody? So I want to um, read kind of some context. He is in like three to five different service organizations actively. Not to mention he hits the gym a lot, he plays sports, and he's a landlord. Chicks I, chicks I date, work, then go home and watch TV. They feel like I never have time for them. But even if I spend an entire day with them, say Friday and Saturday, when Sunday comes and I need to do some prep or something for work, it's a problem. Like, her, you don't never spend time with me. He really thinks I just spent 48 hours with you. And the response is always, yeah, but we only did shit that you wanted to do. Again, um, he tried to pull uh, all the important things forward, but that's paraphrasing. He wants to know, I'm, I know I'm busy and I need to cut the shit out to carve out space for them in my life, but I'm not doing that after one month of dating. What should I do? So it's funny because I've mentioned my issue with dating guys. You know, I, I do date men who make a lot of money. They have a lot of power. And with dating them, they don't really bend to my schedule at all. Mm. And so I've had this issue with dating. Even the most recent guy I was talking to, um, he li- he works on Wall Street. And he was the same way. Well, at 5 a.m., I'm in the gym. Then I go to work. Then I commute. Then I had, like, he had his kind of schedule. And so when it came to us trying to figure out times to date, it didn't matter that I was in town from tour for only two days. He didn't really bend his schedule at all to mine. Mm. And I was like, well, I don't want to bend my life to date you. Do you, Even do though you I'm sure you're a great do you catch. bend your Go routines ahead. for people, you think? Because I don't. So I, I don't mean, think that has to do with interest. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't bend my routine. I mean, but it's not only that. Like, so say I'm going to the studio one day. I'll let you know, hey, I'm going to the studio. I'll be out by five. Let's plan something since I'll already be in the studio. I bend it that way. Like, I will try to make you work into my schedule, but still be pretty free-flowing. Or, hey, if the evening doesn't work, I'll leave to the city earlier. Let's do lunch before I go to the studio. You know what I mean? And I think that a lot of the men that I talk to, specifically when they want to see me, is just like, I'll tell them I'm free 
Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they're hitting me like, can I fly you out on Tuesday? <laughs> Nigga, that wasn't even a day. I, g- <laughs> I gave you three days and you still don't want. Um, so I guess, Fran, have you ever, I mean, when you were dating, had the issue where you felt like the people you dated either had to bend to your schedule or nothing? Or did you ever deal with a guy that, that was that way? And how do you go about fixing that? Um, no, I think you set the tone early on. So if I didn't bend it in the beginning, they wouldn't expect it. And mm. so I think it's just a matter of like setting that quick. So they know it's not even an option. And then and then really like following through too. Because sometimes you could pretend and then kind of like be like, ah, oh, all right, I'll see you. But it's like, no, I can't see you. Like these are the options. I actually like that you said that because it's one of the things that I'm doing in dating now. Like if you're a bad communicator oh gosh, early, yeah. you, that's not going to change at all. If you're not, if you're not willing to bend your schedule early, that's probably not going to change. And so I look at the early signs of things that I don't like. And I decide if that's something I want to continue. I think the communication a hundred percent, right. But the schedule thing, like the person that I'm with now is my boyfriend and he had way less time for me when we were just casually dating. Because Which, as pri- it should he be. He didn't prioritize yeah. me. Yeah. And he was very, very vocal about that. Mm-hmm. Like, a- like afterward. I'm like, nigga, now you can't. He was like, I mean, I just. Because you matter. Like, <laughs> right. But also there's another interesting thing that I talked about with him that kind of made a little sense. Like, he was like, you know. In the beginning, even when I kind of wanted to see you, there were so many days that both of us had, and we weren't at the point where we could just hang in each other's house. This is a different phase now, Mm. because now we're comfortable enough to where you could be in my house before I get home, or we could pick, oh, okay, yeah, we could do last minute things, and it's not offensive. Because the nigga would hit me up sometimes, like, you free free in an hour? No, I'm not fucking free in an hour, just (laughs) because you're in the Lower East Side, but like, that I just felt like was so thoughtless and it, and it really hurt my feelings. And I think that like a lot of people are so busy and warped in their stuff for dating that they, they just got to get past that first part to where they can yeah. get to that comfortable stage. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Um, I do want to add that the person in the email um, wrote right after I don't know if Mandy read it, read it, but yeah, no, I saw uh, it. Never mind. This shit long. And I, I don't even know if it made sense. It's just easier <laughs> to break up and move on. I mean, I, I broke, I, I mean, I broke it up a little bit. I didn't read the whole email, but, um, he he pretty much just decided to move on yeah. which i think that that's the space that i'm in if i if like to me i do miss the stage of butterflies i miss the stage of really liking a guy even early and so for that if i feel like you're a headache early that's not what i want i don't want to have to like fight to see oh, you no. i don't want it to be an argument early you know what i mean cuz then it's just like there's no way this can get better, but also, why is this so stressful so early? Yeah, no, that's just a misalignment for me. And I think as you know, maturity kicks in, too, that's what I was saying about the old me wanting to, like, bend shit. It's like, let's not even do that. <laughs> if it yeah. doesn't work, it doesn't work. And it's fine. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, I guess right now for dating, I mean, shit, I don't even know how people are really dating. I will say, too. Let me give a PSA out there because I, too, have irresponsible friends that I do not fucking understand. I, we're, we're locked down. We're probably not even going to have a summer. We talked what? about Maybe it earlier. you say this like every time. We, what are your friends no, doing? No, She's because mad. now <laughs> Because now I have friends that are literally going, like, inviting strangers to, like, still on dating apps. Yes. And because they didn't, you know, because before the the whole coronavirus shit happened they weren't seeing anyone seriously so yes they're on dating apps 
But girl, now they're having them niggas come over. And I'm just like, why are you inviting strangers? I don't think that there's really a, a, a good way to vet if someone is social distancing. You know, can you even tell me who all that nigga lives with? Or what, what, which of his family members are in the same city who he's visiting? I, I just really I think, think it's I think irresponsible. The social distancing thing, honestly, it's... Uh, I know someone that got coronavirus that hasn't been around anyone that is um, assuming they got it from going to Whole Foods. And oh, I believe that. You know, it's Shit. it's just like, I think that also there is a problem with how, when TV and news makes it something so scary, it's sometimes you can almost rebel against it. And if you're one of those people that are almost like, a lot of my quote unquote woke friends, they're like, not that they don't believe in coronavirus, because they do. But it's almost like they feel like, oh, this is about to be martial law. Oh, they forcing us to be in a house. They're making us scared of everybody. We're not going to know how to communicate with each other. And when that kind of shit happens, people start to, you know, repel away from what the fuck is going on. I, I for one, even though I am practicing social distancing, and I have two people in my life that I quarantine with, which is my boyfriend and Charday. But other than that, I don't... uh I don't know. I don't click on the news unless it's really serious or at least it's, it's like something I need to catch up on a headline because it is starting to make me worried, make me have anxiety. And I think that what's happening is people that want to get some of that social piece of their life back feel like it's safe because it's just one other person. But one other no, person I I can infect up to 27 people, they've said. And that's by just coming into contact with two and having touch in other places. So, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it is. I will say I do enjoy the social distancing when I do go grocery shopping. Like, bitch, step back. <laughs> get your cart get your cart off my ankles, ho. <laughs> like, I, I do enjoy, like, go back to the line. Do you see the tape on the floor? That's where you need to be standing. Back the fuck up. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Um, how are you going through, because you have a, a very close knit of, of friends, Fran, how are you doing with the social distancing with your friends and are you holding the irresponsible ones accountable or questioning, you know, what they're doing? No, I'm not. I'm, they're all adults at the end of the day. Right. The most I can do is if, 
if I feel uh, scared to be around them because I don't want to get sick, then I just won't be around them. But honestly, everyone's been social distancing and even the ones, maybe one or two that haven't, I'm just like, you know the risk. So it's on you. If you get sick, you just have to ride the wave. <laughs> yeah. And you know True. what I mean? So I'm, I, but we have been on Zoom just like having a date nights. A couple of my friends, we do it like once a week where we just like, put on our robes and put on masks and kind of catch up on how the week has been. And then, you know, doing, I just did the group FaceTime for the first time with like eight people. It's terrible. Me too. I hate it. It's terrible. I can't block it it or mute it. it. And it's like, I'm always getting a fucking group call. And the way that it's like bounces around and resizes based on who's talking. And I'm like, this is stressful. So it's, it's too much. You know, but I mean, we're figuring out ways to just like keep each other lighthearted yeah. and entertained. It's nice to have something on the calendar, though. Um, I've yes. been doing almost like cooking kind of nights. Um, oh, shout out cute. to Christopher who's listening. It's funny because like he'll write our group chat and be like, I like, is anyone in the mood to talk? Because you know, we have the free time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And honestly, I sometimes I don't. You know, Same. I've been getting in these weird cocoon modes where like, so when I'm. Five days out of the week, I'm with my man, and I'll and I'll ride my bike home for like two days, just for a break and whatever. And um, when I'm home, I actually prefer to not talk to anybody because I'm I'm in that nigga face for five days. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, yeah, because your home doesn't mean you're available. That's something it that I've had and to learn. <laughs> that availability oh, no. that people expect is annoying me it, a little. It's so crazy because that's something that I I realized. I got the two niggas offered to bring their asses over here. One offered to hop on a plane. The other offered to bring his ass from Brooklyn. Shit. And <laughs> it's funny because I had my first my first like, well, bitch, I nap. <laughs> I like to sit on this side of my couch. I like this side of my bed and I don't want anyone interrupting that. So even though I had the option, although mind you, I'm not interested in having any, either of their dicks. So it really wasn't enticing, but also just the idea of, damn, I got to talk to you. I have to entertain you. And I've been so like in my cocoon of my house with just like, how do my we little cat Bodie. Don't feel like the entertaining pressure. Cause honestly, I it think is. it's just I the person it. being around. Like we're silent for a few hours. We'll read together on separate sides of the house. Like <laughs> there's a lot of silence that goes on, but you just know it's almost like the cat. The cat can't talk to you, but you know, it's <laughs> I, there. girl, the cat be talking to me this motherfucker every morning at 7 a.m. Round, round through the door. Cause he can't sleep. He can't. How I has it been? Door, cause, cause I want to get a cat. I'm not going to lie. I absolutely, I guess for those of you who are introverts, I mean extroverts that are kind of feeling the pressure of not being around people, mind you, I'm single, I live by myself, I don't have a partner, and I don't have family even in New York. So, and I'm I'm big with always being around my friends. Friend, you know, all you have to do is meet up with me, and I'm dragging you out with me until the wee hours yes. of the morning. <laughs> and we're just we're we're gonna go to another spot and have more drinks, or we're gonna just keep going until finally friend until is like, I okay, break. Guys, I have to leave. <laughs> and so I'm that friends, and so this is really like tough for me, and it's yeah. crazy because I actually got on the phone with my mom, um, and. She literally was just like, okay, you sound a little bit manic. Oh. I think you need to, you know, do something. Um, and so, yeah. And and so I got the kitten, and it's really helped me. I feed her with me. We lay oh. together. I cuss her out because she's annoying me just like I would a regular person. Has she I tore her him. apartment up? Has Has she, what? I thought it was a boy. Sorry, Heron. It is a boy. Mm-hmm. But it's it's gender fluid, so it's he, ah, she, they, okay. it. Because oh, okay. you said I sleep with her, and I'm like, 
But it's definitely a boy. I, I saw the balls and penis finally. So it's definitely a boy. But who am I to say what gender it is, you know? <laughs> What'd you say, friend? I'm sorry. No, I was asking if she or he or they have torn your apartment up at all. Because I want one, but I, like, I'm big on interior design. And the thought of, like, my furniture being scraped up or, like, my couch being ripped. It's so it's vain. It's not the CB2, child. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you... So, I mean, you get the water bottle and spray it. Um, it's funny, too, because Bodhi, like, will play with straws or bobby pins. Spray or, like, it? You spray you play, the, Is that what you meant? Or you spray with, the with That's water. what everyone tells yeah, me, spray. that you just spray them in the yeah. areas you don't want them and to go learn. into, and they won't. They'll learn. I got him a scratching post. Um, I mean, he's he's fun. He climb every goddamn thing. Oh. I ain't going to hold the, you. The only thing, like, make sure you really, it's something I hate going, and that this is a white people's house thing. Cats be jumping in the kitchen around. I know. Oh, yeah, no. Nah, my cat can't even well, get up on the counter yet. No, he ain't going to because then I'll kick the fuck out of him. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. Nah, the cat ain't coming by my motherfucking. Not you nah. kicking the cat. <laughs> Listen, I'll kick the cat. Bitch, you better get your ass off. I'll kick the so, pussy no. out. out. He's, I mean, out. he's not He's not able to get on my counter or anything. Yeah, I don't believe it. To, like, don't come around my no, food. No, please. When I, when I drink my wine, the motherfucker want to get up in my face. I'm like, if you don't let me drink my wine in peace, motherfucker, <laughs> oh, get your ass on. No, but friend, I want to thank you for joining yes. us. Can you let our listeners know where they can find you and listen to you? Because you also have another podcast going on right now, yeah. too. So go ahead and drop the tea. <laughs> you sis. can find me as Hey Friend Hey on every platform. Um, I'm also, like you mentioned earlier, one third of the friend zone and one half of Insecurity, the official recap podcast for HBO's Insecure. And that's about it. I'm glad it's back. I didn't get to, I think I only checked out one episode last time, but I want to get more involved with TV, obviously, now. We have the time. Yeah, Yeah, right. We have so so much time. I'm going to check it out. Um, I love it. And I do want to shout out um, to um, this week on our Patreon. We actually did a live episode with our patrons. So we had a hundred of our patrons on with us to record and they were able to ask us questions live. They raised their hands. We got to ask them how they're doing during the quarantine and they helped us actually go through our outline. So um, I do want to shout out all of our patrons who joined us for that. And we're looking to do that again. So guys, if you want to be involved um, in kind of the production and a part of some bonus content and get the time to actually ask us questions live, like you would, at a live show and just kind of be in a room, girl. We all was cheering nah, with nah, our nah, cups nah, of nah, wine. Nah, 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 stop your pussy. She mentioned live show and I said the same thing, but I do want to add that we are not doing a live show. This is no, just it's not as a live show at interaction all. as we can possibly give in this moment. Um, there's no cost for it. It's included with your Patreon membership, um, which if you've never been on there, there's over 60 episodes right now to listen to. Um, one of my favorite recent episodes, which is Woman to Woman, where Mandy reads a slew of text message. <laughs> from a woman that came to her as a woman wow and i it was disrespectful though bro it was just you know disrespectful. Why I loved it so much because her and mandy had the same vibe like they both were tatted they were both no thick. we didn't she is not nah but she she not cute to me but yes i think you're more I attractive say, but y'all say, got the same vibe i but all of the guys that i fucked the same way all my friends think all the niggas i fuck could be cousins because they all look alike all of the guys that I fuck have a type, and when I see the other chicks they fuck, we all look alike. <laughs> like, thick bitches, like super thick bitches, because a lot of them were fucking me when I was 80 pounds heavier. So they date super that does not big booty, for me. big booty, tatted, thick bitches. Do you think like, I date literally, that look alike? No. 
I definitely don't. If bitch, you were dating white guys, they clearly <laughs> don't look like your black guys. But they no, but they just have the same like you know like tags, nah. or like gauges nah. or arts. I don't have cards. a type no, at no, all. If I showed y'all all my exes or people I've dated, you would be like, so I don't get it. Like, girl, <laughs> if I show you, if I show you, even just kind of a group of five, you're going to be like, bitch, this is incest. You're fucking brothers and cousins and daddies. Okay. <laughs> Bro, they all look the same. We, this is a, this is an old story too. I was at uh max fish or last lap, either a year and a half, almost two years ago with a tall guy. He was maybe like six, seven. And a girl made a joke that I stole one of Mandy's niggas mm. because she's that known for fucking with tall niggas. <laughs> She's like, you would no, like, nigga, huh? No, like, it's crazy. I'll, I'll say shout out to, I don't remember which DC um, Whorehive member it was, but one of my hoes came to our DC live show um, in November and he let me know that one of, uh, how bold our fans are because he, one of our fans walked up to him and was like, Mm, you here for Mandy, ain't you? You look like you here for Mandy. And he was like, I'm just here for support. And he was like, she was like, I knew it. You wanted Mandy's niggas. And I was just, he was just like, yo, your followers are funny as shit. I, I love like, how much they know us though. Except it is a little awkward now that old Bay, who has become a boyfriend has such a big beard. I was fucking a beard bait before him. And girls be like, oh, you beard bear. And he'd be like, yeah. And I'm like, no, you ain't. No, wrong nickname. <laughs> wrong hey, does, he listen, does he listen to the show? Nah, but it's funny because, like, the recent women that we brought into our bedroom listen to the show. Oh, shit. Not most of them, but, like. They have, and um, they're always like mentioning things. And oh like, my god! Do they that. do they like fangirl? <laughs> Yo, hold on! I hate it. I'm not gonna tell y'all everything, <laughs> but I've no. We fuck oh, cool. Story bitches. time, bitch. But, okay. On. There was one thing I said on Patreon specifically about a Christmas gift he got me that it was like, <laughs> eh, I liked it, but I didn't like it. Why this bitch brought that shit up? No, no. <laughs> she was like, nigga, the wallet. I was like. And she's a real fan because she got it from the Patreon. Right. She got it from the Patreon. <laughs> Wait, you fucking paid subscribers. Paid you know, we didn't fuck that one. We were just like making out. I don't know. <laughs> I've only I fucked three weak. listeners. Only. Well, that's cute. Only. I didn't See, know about I, one because she was smooth with it. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with her. She, shout out to the girl in Portland, the Ethiopian chick. She, we talk about this girl all the time. But anyway. She just had the fucking energy. You know what I mean? She looked like she smelled like cocoa butter, but also smoked weed. Yes. Her hair was very Fran. She was fun <laughs> as shit. So after, like, we just started talking about fluidity. She was like, yeah, like, you know, I follow a lot of sex influencers. I know about your work. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you all to do. With, with me dating... As soon as they say, damn, I got to listen to your shit. I say, no, the fuck Oh, my down. God. I can't. I, 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 for, They're going to clench their that, asshole. That's what's going to happen. You, listen. Oh, no. Nah, I be feeling like they kind of, they be like, yeah, man, I, I heard a little bit of clips. Oh, have you? So, you, first off, all they got to do is see my Twitter name. I am Peg the Stallion. Oh, my God. That kind of opens up. Quite that a, lets them know I'm jumped, though, what they're getting into. It's funny because was I with you and Jade? Y'all were like. I hate the shit that you repost onto my oh timeline. Oh my be- God. I'll wake up and, you know, do my meditation, my workout, my breakfast, go on Twitter, and it'll just be a dick. Dick's yeah, and I'm like, it's like 8 a.m. But it's She's because like, how I- long I'm going to be abstinent? I don't know. <laughs> No, but it's because 
because it took me a while to realize that the things that I was liking that we could see were showing it. up. I didn't know that. Oh, so bitch, I done had to tone that down. So I retweet now with a word if it's crazy, but I stopped liking shit. I just started bookmarking. The funny thing is but I no, knew I, it was you every time. I didn't even have to check because I was like, ain't no one else putting this dick. The only person time. I retweet is Be Nasty, who squirts at car washes and stuff. What a gift. I love and her. Truly I love her so much. And truly a content queen in the sense of like, <laughs> You have to really, like, everybody's fucking themselves for money on the internet. But what do you do different? Nah, I love The fact I'm familiar with her work because of Mandy's (laughs) early morning. Early morning. We gotta gotta make sure she got a mic. She's been ready. She's been ready to come on the show too. I know. I love Miss Nancy, but now I want. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Again, if you're all caught up with horrible decisions and want more. Do become a patron at patreon.com backslash horrible decisions. Again, it is 18 plus content. So you're not going to find us on the app. You're not going to find us unless you type in patreon.com backslash horrible decisions. Again, Weezy lets you guys know that there are over 60 episodes there for you to listen into. We are allowing you guys to now become more um, active into our recording sessions during this quarantine. And also we post mad shit there. Porn, not our porn, but we share that. And it's just really fucking amazing. So if you want to support us during this time and become a patron and listen to more audio, we do drop three bonus episodes a month. So depending on how many fucking Mondays are in a month, you are getting either seven or eight horrible decisions episodes. So go ahead, become a patron now. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And we're going to leave you guys with a five minute bonus clip from our episode with a hundred patrons who joined us. So once again, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of horrible decisions. Peace bitch. Say bye y'all. Bye. Uh, no, we haven't had any complaints as no. far as uh, most women love the curve. Yeah. Actually, you is yeah. He said, ain't been no complaints, bitch. Oh, <laughs> no. No, uh, no, usually, you know, they'll, they'll ask about it or whatever. Uh, you know, they'll I actually want to see it before, you know, you get together and stuff. And if they see pictures, they're like, oh, shit, he's got a nice curve, you know. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. you know, we're in there. Oh, yeah. You know, wipe me in the back like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so someone actually said that their their boyfriend said reverse cowgirl girl hurts for him and he has a curve that goes upward so um i guess it can depend on the position and i'm not gonna lie i've been fucked with a curved dick and i've even shared it on the show like bitch it'd be hitting just certain spots and it's not as pleasurable for me as just a straight and narrow dick going down my canal, hitting it with the girth. I just want the girth. Fuck the curve. I don't need you hitting the left and right of my walls, bitch. The canal. <laughs> the canal street, Mandy said. Thank uh, you, guys. Dread, I'm going to unmute you. What up, Dread? Since you're talking about the whore high being quiet, let's talk about if your dick is curved or not, okay? Damn. Hold up. Let me. Yo, I'm going to the other pages. Bitch is like. <laughs> Bitches, look, Dred, we know you're Dred. Oh, oh, Dred, 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 no. Oh, so wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, Dred. I'm just we, playing. I'm just playing. Oh, okay. Dred was about to unzip his pants, y'all. We was about to have a live orgy. So, I was going to give him a free Patreon money. I couldn't remember which way it was curved. I couldn't remember, so I was going to, you know, just... just well, nigga, we had to... I'm sure we had to... We would have had to flip. Look, Dr. E face all in the screen, baby. She was about to observe. Uh, so, so, Dread, for you, it doesn't matter if you have a curved dick or not. Is there any sex position that has 
caused you pain during sex at all? Or is there anything? Because I know, like, a nigga thought he was getting in my hole, and he okay. accidentally, like, went and almost stuck it in my asshole. And because my ass was way not ready, it, like, it hurt his dick. It kind of went out, like, it, you know what I mean? Ladies, y'all know y'all that had a nigga, like, slide out and try to go slide back in, and they, like, went to, and almost yeah, took the wrong like hole. A, it hit a, it's like a, it's like Bitch, a bump. Bitch, they hit the wrong. It just didn't go in. That's okay? what happened when a dick curve. You just boop, hit a corner that a straight nigga would have been able to drive right through. But nah, y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> Dread, has anything ever hurt you during sex? I had this girl once and she had like, damn, I'm about to get fired and be unemployed. I just want to say that up front. No, there's only a hundred people in here. That's all. <laughs> But I had this girl and she was like bouncing on top and it was like real good. And then like, she like bounced past my balls. Like my balls like, like went up inside her. And I was like, oh shit. That <laughs> Is never that possible? <laughs> Yo, facts, I swear to God. I was like, I was, I didn't even want to say nothing cause I, I felt like my dick was small. Cause now my balls are in there too. She I was gonna say, I was I didn't want to say you say because I don't want to dick shame. I don't know. That's no. Well, did she have a big pussy or no, don't do this because bitches don't have big pussies. Niggas have little dicks. Yeah. We have we have a muscular ass infrastructure. I, listen, okay? I, I, well, she. I'm just fancy. saying. I'm saying like there's always guys bigger. There's always guys smaller. I'm just. I'm not saying like. So are your balls really small? How do your balls go inside of a pussy oh, hole? I ain't this, never heard that. Bro, listen, listen. But I should have known, right? Because when I was fingering. <laughs> fingering her she was like all right so i just started with the two fingers right and she was like no three i was like all right ain't nothing wrong like, no, with three four. fingers it ain't like no no she was like no put the whole thing in there and i was like okay and then she was like close the fist and i was like so see if you fisted her prior to sticking your dick in her that would make sense like when yeah, i watch when i, I watch like, about that I that like, would make sense then because now you have her open like when i have anal like no, my booty hole is closed closed but if you, i put Eddie. a dick if i put a dick in my booty hole it's a little looser than I, it was but i i wasn't expecting that I, you know what i'm saying like you know we was that was foreplay you know what i'm saying like <laughs> And then we was like, you know, doing it. And then it was like, next thing I know, it was like, I got swallowed up. Like, I ain't I even like, gonna hold you, Dread. I feel like we done shook hands. And now that I know you out here fisting bitches, don't expect me to shake your hand no more, nigga. Why you, I, you ain't gonna now. get no more weed. You ain't gonna get no more weed then. Nigga, first off, I'm sick of y'all bringing me weed and edibles to the live shows. because I'm not. Hi. I just want to. Can, you, can Mandy mute her own mic? Please continue uh, to bring me drugs. Thank you, Dread. By the way, Shout out to the one white girl that came to a show and came up to me when I was walking out of the venue. She was like, hey, I feel so bad I didn't bring gifts. I was like, oh, don't worry about it. She was like, but I've got like a Valium. I've got like a Xanax, whatever you want. And I'm trying to act like I'm not the bitch to take random shit. But I was also like, how many milligrams? From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Talk.
Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 